The Bigger Picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Good morning. Welcome to The Bigger Picture. And we are taking a look to the rest of the week to see what's on the calendar for investors to keep an eye on. And to help us out, we've got Kelvin Wong. He is the Senior Market Analyst for Owenda. Good morning, Kelvin. How was your weekend? Hey, great, great. Not too bad. Uh, good morning to you, Ryan. Yeah. Yes, that's good to hear. So let's talk about what's coming up in the next few days. And sure. we have, first of all, inflation data to unpack. Of course, we'll be talking about earnings as well. And for Singapore, the GDP numbers. But let's start with the inflation numbers because we've got an FOMC meeting coming up in the yep. later part of July. We are looking out for data from the US and China. So starting with the US, what's the picture looking like and what are you expecting? Yeah, so uh, for the U.S. inflation uh, situation, most of the market participants will be concentrating on the core inflation that is excluding energy and uh, food prices, uh, strip out those volatile items. If you look at the last uh, three months of data, this inflation, core inflation has been cooling down uh, from 5.6 in the month of uh, March. So previous month was 5.3 year on year for June, for, 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 for May. So uh, for the concessions right now, we're actually looking at uh, 5% year-on-year. So if we start to see uh, inflation data starts to actually cool off uh, mm-hmm. at this rate of speed, uh, potentially we could actually uh, start to see the Fed uh, getting less hawkish in the next few meetings. But for sure, if you look at the next uh, FOMC meeting July, this month, uh, more or less uh, that 25 basis point hike has already been priced into the market. So we are not actually looking forward to the month of September instead where we will start to see a new guidance, especially for the year of 2024. Because if you look at the current interest rate futures pricing right now, given and, and also given the, the, the kind of guidance that we're actually looking from the Fed uh, at this juncture, we actually wanted to actually see higher for longer in, interest rates. Okay, That means interest rates are keeping at a higher level but for a longer period of time. It seems to us right now over here is that they do not actually watch inflation data as per se. They are looking at other metrics as well, like for example, financial condition index, which is still pretty loose at this point in time. Yeah, Kevin, talk about other numbers to watch out for. How much would the jobs data matter for the Fed? Because last Friday, you saw it come in lower than expected, 209,000 yep. for June. The consensus was 240,000. Does that kind of give the picture that the economy is cooling off, which is what the Fed wants? Yes. So if, if you look at the, the situation right now, definitely is a sign of encouragement for the Fed in terms of their, uh, we call it inflation uh, firefighting because uh, with a lower number of this, um, this, this jobs number, it will actually cool down demand, consumer demand. But if you look at the unemployment number, it's still relatively low as per se. Uh, yes, even though the numbers drop, uh, drop I mean, uh, below expectation, if you look at the kind of the average six months point of view, uh, the average number is still pretty high. And do not forget, we have another number, which is the... Uh, the challenger job data, uh, which is uh, compiled by the private sector, is still pretty much robust. Okay, so let's take a look at what's in store for China. We've also got inflation data. What's the difference there when we're looking at the data in China? <laughs> okay, so it's actually it's a big difference over here. So what, what we're seeing now, uh, in fact, only in China right now, among the G20, we're actually looking at the higher risk of a deflationary spiral. So uh, I'm actually uh, pretty much concerned about the China producer price change data, which is the factory gate uh, prices that incorporate raw materials for China producers. If you look at uh, the last eight months, it has been in the mode of declining year on year. So the, for the previous month of May, we're seeing a negative uh, 4.6% year on year. And right now, the concession is expecting a further contraction to negative 5% year on year for June. 
So if it turns out expected, it will be nine consecutive months of negative growth uh, for producer price index HPI in China. So that actually increases the odds of a deflationary spiral mm. in China. So for sure, we start to see a very, very clear signs that uh, China's economic growth has started to temper off uh, pretty significantly after the first three months of the year where we actually uh, benefited from this COVID-19 reopening growth spurt. But for a market participant's perspective, uh, we actually tend to look forward. So given if this number turns out to be very weak, that means uh, came in below expectation or worse than that, we could potentially see the Chinese top policymakers to actually fasten their fiscal stimulus measures. But for now, uh, they actually keep everyone guessing what will be the scope and the timing of this measure that has yet to be announced. Mm. We're chatting with Kelvin Wong. He's the Senior Market Analyst for Render. Now, talking about China, that has a big impact on the rest of the region, including Singapore, which will be reporting its fourth quarter GDP numbers mm. on Friday. By and yep. large, consensus seems to be pointing towards a technical recession. If that does happen, Kelvin, is that going to be bad news for stocks at banks? Yeah, so I'm pretty concerned, especially on the local banks, because do not forget that the local banks over here is that we do have a significant portfolio in terms of uh, lending. So on one hand, over here, yes, we may benefit from a higher interest rate for loans. But on the other hand, that could potentially uh, see an increase in this bad loans provision that eventually could hit the bottom line of our local banks. So if you look at very interestingly over here is that the market seems to be pricing ahead of this rather potential technical recession in Singapore. If you look at the SDI performance last week, it actually tumbled by negative 2.07%. Yeah, 2.07% for the week. And in fact, that is the worst weekly return so far since the week of 10th of October 2022 last year. So a pretty significant uh, lackluster movement on mm. the SDI. And what's, what's interesting over here is that the movement of this SDI came right after you know, the, this week where you actually failed to recapture the 200-day moving average. So going forward, right, I foresee that if the SDI starts to break down a key short-term support level, which is at uh, 3,090, potentially we could start to see the test, the key long-term support at 3,040. All right, and just to wrap things up quickly, Kelvin, we've got US earnings in focus, the banks yep. kicking things off. Are we expecting this quarter to be worse off than the previous one because we've got rates staying elevated and I imagine to some point yes. it's going to hurt uh, the businesses? Yeah, so precisely, if you look at the price session of the banks itself, it has been year-to-date performance uh, since the last uh, Q1 earnings. It has been underperforming the, S- the S&P 500 by almost half. So we're talking about the S&P 500 is up uh, 14% year-to-date. Uh, several big banks like JP Morgan is only up about 6 or 7%. And some of them like Citi uh, is almost unchanged. And you have BAC that is actually, uh, in fact, uh, trading uh, down at this negative 14% year-to-date. So if you look at the situation over here is right now is that market seems to be pricing in a rather uh, lackluster earnings number from the banks. But so to, in order to reverse uh, this negative sentiment as being priced in by the sh- uh, share price of these banks, investors or market participants will be looking out for the forward targets in doing this earnings call. Especially, uh, do not forget over here is that uh, during this month, there will be a new announcement on this, uh, we call it Federal Reserve, kind of a new uh, criteria for the bank to actually include in their next stress test, which is kind of more like a one-size-fits-all thing mm. rather than using the current uh, individual bank's internal model. So uh, if you look at some anecdotal research report, uh, if this particular uh, new set of uh, stress tests that's being implemented wholesale 
potentially the banks got to actually come out with a higher buffer of capital to actually take into account of a higher value of these weighted assets. So that could also potentially hit the current negative sentiment that is seen in the bank right now. All right, I've been chatting with Kelvin Wong. He is the Senior Market Analyst for Oanda, helping us to lay out what's coming in the next few days. Kelvin, thank you so much for your time today. My pleasure, Ryan. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.